Domino 12. How did we arrive here? Understanding the impact of the Flexner Report. When you are stressed in mind and or body, the flight, fight, freeze, and flock response is activated. Body functions designed to repair and restore you are temporarily put on hold while you sort through the stress that is affecting you. This stress response is intended to help for short periods of time and then gives way to the relaxation response that is mediated by your parasympathetic system. That allows you to repair yourself and carry on with the regular maintenance of your body and immune mechanisms. Our system of healthcare is set up to diagnose problems when they happen, while the more widespread dis-ease happens to be the stress that is affecting each and every one of us. You play a crucial role in your health and recovery from illness. Your environment, friends, co-workers, family, the family's approach to illness, your beliefs, and how well you understand the biology of your body are all important. You are subject to placebo and nocebo effects, which in turn affect your biological ability to heal and recover. Inherently, the benefits of placebo lie in the patient's belief in that treatment. The opposite is nocebo, a detrimental effect on health produced by psychological or psychosomatic factors such as negative expectations of treatment or prognosis. But what do you believe? What shapes your beliefs about health and healing? Do you believe you'll be on medications for the rest of your life? Are you resigned to the prognosis that your doctor gave you? Or are you motivated to try to activate your body's innate self-repair mechanisms by shifting your beliefs from negative ones to positive ones? Please consider reading the blog on psychology today, which is available online as The Nocebo Effect, Negative Thoughts Can Harm Your Health. Dr. Lisa Rankin presents compelling evidence about the role of placebo and nocebo in healing and recovery in her book, Anatomy of a Calling. She describes the impact of burnout on her as an obstetrician and her journey of healing that has led her to challenge the established allopathic system of care and to consider alternatives that will help doctors as well as patients. Drugs, vaccinations, surgical procedures, tests, and investigations form the backbone of allopathic medicine and stand out as some of its greatest contributions to human health. However, it is useful to remember that healthcare was not always categorized the way we tend to think of it today. Conventional medicine only really began to dominate the developed world in the mid 1800 Often referred to as Western or allopathic, the practice of medicine as we know it today relies on evidence-based pharmaceutical and physical interventions for treatment of illness and or injury. Please consider referencing my written article, which is available online, to look at the timeline uh, image, which takes us from 2000 BC to the present day in terms of the development of medicine.
many aspects of the present-day medical profession stem from the Flexner Report and its aftermath. It is a book-length study of medical education in the United States and Canada, written by Abraham Flexner and published in 1910 under the aegis of the Carnegie Foundation. The analysis of the report by Dr. Thomas Duffy a hundred years later describes what was gained and lost and how it shaped allopathic approach to healing. A PubMed search in the National Institute of Health will access this particular presentation. Flexner was a school teacher and prepared himself with extensive book knowledge and not just a few prejudices and preconceptions. Flexner demonstrated near superhuman industry and energy in carrying out his review of American and Canadian medical education. He crisscrossed the U.S. and Canada and evaluated institutions from the point of view of an educator and not a medical practitioner. His most vocal challengers were the renowned William Osler and Harvey Cushing. They pointed out that the Reformation led to the physician as scientist taking precedence over the physician as healer. There was maldevelopment in the structure of medical education in the aftermath of the report. It transformed the nature and process of medical education with the elimination of proprietary schools and the establishment of the biomedical model as the gold standard of medical training. It applied the tenets of the hyper-rational world of German medicine and created an excellence in science that was not balanced by a comparable excellence in clinical caring. Osler's warning that the ideals of medicine would change as the teacher and student chased each other down the fascinating road of research, forgetful of those wider interests to which a hospital must minister, has proven prescient and wise. The hyper-rational approach created an imbalance in the art and science of medicine. Many healing practices that were different and based on natural observation, time-honored home remedies, and individualized to support unique healing needs were considered unscientific witchcraft and voodoo. Natural experiments and innovation in the healing fields were shut down, as were schools of medical training for women and blacks. As allopathic medicine falls short on delivering truly integrated healing, the 21st century is witnessing an explosion of alternative approaches that address mind, body, belief, trauma, fellowship, movement, and the natural flow of the human life energy. Interestingly, private insurance and people are funding access to these approaches. Health system reformation that is underway in the province appears set to industrialize the Flexner approach to healthcare. It is creating a conveyor belt model for health services in the name of efficiency and fiscal restraint. The needs of the human workforce remain unsupported as they are faced with increasingly complex medical needs of the population. 
Ironically, the success of modern medicine has led to humans living longer with chronic diseases and has contributed to the escalating demand for pharmaceutical, surgical, medical, and diagnostic interventions, which we are told we can no longer afford. Information presented in this column reference the works of Dr. Lissa Rankin, Dr. Thomas Duffy, Joanna McNeil, Dalhousie Medicine Class of 2016, PubMed, National Institute of Health, Psychology Today, and definitions available through online sources.